just before the veto ceremony. Just before. It was a yeah, spicy dude. one. Uh, we're trying to make some good television. Hey, we're trying to make some good podcasting. Hey, everybody. Uh, it is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021, and we continue our coverage here of Big Brother Canada 9 here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. I'm Dave Mater, joined with Jamil Robinson to cover this season. How are you doing tonight, Jamil? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. This was uh, some good television, as our friend Braden would say. I don't know if he's our friend, but he's on our friend on the show. And uh, and yeah, that was uh, that was some uh, the backdoor plan came to fruition. Uh, yep. Spicy V's on the block next to Tara. It happened. We kind of knew. We felt we we knew on we knew the other night when we hit our spoiler section. But still, I was just it like, it was so touch and go. We were like leading up to it. You do not know how many times it went back and forth as to are we going to do the plan? Are we not going to do the plan? Are we going to do the plan? So it was like, even when the veto happened, they were they were announced that they were going to do the the ceremony like shortly like the, the same day and then they delayed it an extra day and oh really like oh no this is like victoria you could see the work that victoria was putting in prior to the ceremony for someone who did not know she was like really kind of subtly putting in some work in there and and kind of you know uh, ease some folks' fears, but like, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the breakdown for this episode. Yeah, backdooring is like heartless. It's heartless, which she said that she was going to do to Row the following week if she was HOH. So I'm like, so is it heartless or like what Just exactly? Heart- <laughs> Only if it's against you. Yeah. Only if you're the one being backdoored. Right. It's it's uh, I think heartless is the wrong word, maybe like disappointing or sort of discouraging or, you know, these would be more appropriate. But uh, (laughs) uh, I also think our 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 MVP tonight, if it's not Rohan, it's got to be either uh, Brayden or maybe Beth herself. So. But how much credit can we give to Beth for this plan and how this all played out tonight? Well, Beth had to make the final decision, but even in this episode, she just seems so wishy-washy about the like this plan. You can at least say with Victoria, when she kind of has her mindset on something, she's just like, she'll talk herself into being a badass, right? Or in her own mind, right? Being a badass about when she does it. Like Beth, like was like a wreck. <laughs> it was like a wreck, right? She kept going back and forth. And although I do appreciate her standing up to Ted and um, uh, Jed and Ty, man, I hey, it's just let's get let's call them Ted because they could just be one person. Like she clearly wants them to be. Um. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, she all her well her arguments presented in that argument, saying Rose best for you and Victoria is best for me was great it was great to see someone actually like voice um a different opinion to the 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 trio in the trio and it kind of felt like yes like there's an individual game coming and rather than just the three of them you know uh conjoined to the end right because i guess my fear with beth was as a member of this trio 
that she would fall into the Christmas Abbott role of, I don't want to win. I just want one of my boys to win. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't think that's true with Beth. I think Beth would like to win in her own right. However, she, if it's not her, she wants it to be Jetson because that's clearly, you know, maybe who she's showmancing it up with. Mm. He dropped the L bomb tonight. What he fool. thinks he loves her. He, he's not, he's not, Hey, I think I love you. Not hundred percent. I'm going to go make some bakes in the eggs and things. Fool. He is a fool. They talked about this beforehand, about how it doesn't look like there's going to be a relationship outside the house. If he was going to say something like that, he should say it outside of the house when they had some time, right? Right? Maybe say that. Maybe as you're leaving the house to kind of bridge into a relationship outside the house. But, like, I don't know, like, saying it while in the house, mm, I don't think that's ever a good idea. Because let's say it is truthful then it's like okay i i'm gonna automatically take him over ty right but i also know that i have a free shot to take against him and he'll still appreciate me after the end if he's to that extent right um if it's just a game move it's not really a good it's not a good look I don't think I don't think it was a a game move. I I think that they just he was feeling he was feeling the the feels, if you will, uh, for Beth, rightly or wrongly, probably wrongly. She's from she's from northern Alberta, as far as I understand. And he's from uh, Toronto. Right. Is that if I if I I recall? Ty is from Aurora. And oh, I'm talking about Jed. Sorry, I was talking about Jed. But Um, I'm I'm trying to think. That's how I. Oh, no, but Ty's from Montreal. Ty's from Montreal, and then Jed is Jed is Aurora. Okay, Aurora, Ontario is near Toronto, right? Yes, it's um, yeah. north, I believe, or north, north, north like up north there east. in like that King City area and yeah, stuff. North of, of, of those parts, Richmond yeah. Hill. I don't know these areas. Past Richmond well. Hill, past Richmond, past Richmond Hill. Yes, yeah, that's. It, but okay, but they're from there. They live many thousands of kilometers apart. Not sure. That's, yeah. Not that that's a, a an insurmountable barrier, but they're not from the same uh, neck of the woods, uh, at least right now. And um, and so there, that that comes with its own challenges. Um, but we, we I want to kind of just talk this old this whole episode so we don't miss anything because there was just quite quite a bit that happened tonight. Um, you know, I, I didn't really start taking notes until partway through because we had all this recap and everything else. But once it was sort of the the original nominations were through, and we had Tara and Rohan to start up this hour. Um, we get this conversation with Tara, Kiefer, and um, Tina. Tina out in the OLG room. This is where these three like to meet the old crew. You know, <laughs> um, Kiefer at the at the at the at the old age of like twenty eight. You know, he's so old. <laughs> um, Lakota. It's great like, for his bones. <laughs> Yeah, he's That's just like the only Lakota joke I'm gonna make, folks. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, I can't, I'm not, I'm not gonna pile on with that one, but um, I, I can, I can appreciate it. So, um, you know, I okay, Kiefer, I have a lot of issues with Kiefer from this conversation. I don't think Tara's a great player either. Either Tina's the only one who seems to have her wits about her here on Big Brother, um, Brother. and uh, you know, so but but um. Tara snaps here. This was probably a long time coming at Kiefer about why are you all loyal to Jed and Ty? And like you picked that side or you're clearly close to them, but it's a mistake. They're going to cut you when it comes to it. And he, he reacts very poorly. I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, you cut it. He, he literally got upset with Tara 
and he kind of he goes, you know what, Tara? Uh, and I don't know what really what his point was, but it was just um, that's how great his point was. Yeah, there was no there was no substance to it. He was just angry that I think that she dropped some truth here. I think that is true. Like they're loyal, they'll keep him till final four probably, but not no further. Like you know, so maybe you know some like, just that he's not a priority in the list, and the fact that he he like here's the thing why he reacted is because he knows she was telling the truth he felt a deep down that this is an insecurity he has and he's constantly trying to make it up to the boys or try to show that he's one of them that's why he's always the first one to start hugging up and lifting people up and everything he wants to be down and the reality is he's always going to be the fifth person he's always going to be Right, he's gonna yeah. be the one on the outside looking in. If it's just the trio, or if it's the trio and Brayden, or or the, the Ghost Peppers, right? And Victoria is there's there's always gonna be people in front, and Kiefer has it in his mind that um, you know if he you know still puts in work that he, they're gonna in the long run be loyal and time. It's time loyal again. to the soil, loyal to the squad, Sunsetters for life. He's locked in. But time and time again, they keep proving that he's lower on the pecking order, right? And which well, is the like, way they treat him, too, right? True. Like it's and deep down he he realizes it, he notices it. And and that's why when Tara's words hit him, it struck a nerve and he, he had to lash out that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it and 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 it's also um in this conversation also reminding me how much Kiefer is just obsessed with hating Rohan and has been for a long time. Uh, you know, this whole, the whole thing with the, in the pantry with Kyle, it feels like a long time ago to me. Like, I'm sure it's more fresh for, for, for Kiefer who just has nothing to do but live there with Rohan 24 seven. But I'm like, uh, I, I never really got it. Like why he was so much angry with Rohan back then than he was with Kyle. And, and, but cause Kyle's more of a boy, I guess. I don't know what the heck to, how to, how to, uh, categorize that but for whatever reason he made up more nicely with kyle but he never really did with rohan i figure it's because rohan tries to be friends sometimes with folks and that could be like i don't trust him because he has that like um hey man i apologize uh we're good though right and he's like no we're not good right and i don't feel like it's sincere whereas Kyle was like, well, okay, I admit that there was some issues with what we were saying, but, and there was issue with you, what you're saying. And I, Kyle just basically was very strong-willed about his opinions about the pantry situation, whereas Roe just kind of rolled over and just begged for his stomach to get scratched. Um, but in the long run, it's Roe scratching uh, Kiefer's belly, it seems, because... Uh, like he's looking for that. It's not even that looking for affection. He's looking for that reaction. He is motivated and put his focus on hating Roe, regardless right. of how beneficial it could be if he like joins up with him or weaponizes him. Right. So I think just both these points, how he reacted to talking about the sunsetters with Tara, how he's, he's talking, I get that Rohan's a big target for a lot of people and, and that th some of this is natural, but I think that his obsession is unhealthy in terms of even, and, and, and if I, if I was going to be Kiefer's advocate, I would say this is your, your, you're making some poor choices here. 
whether you like Rohan or not, whether you want to be boys with him after the, this game is kind of beside the point. Does he serve your needs right now? Maybe. Right. You know, so you just have to be open to it. Right. No matter who it is. Um, once Kiefer storms off, um, the, you know, T we get a confessional with Tina where she's like, you know, I was in the sunsetter. I've been kind of working with Kiefer for a while, but we're starting to get to this point where our interests are not aligned anymore. Right. And uh, and so the, the you know, the, we could see some confrontation maybe down the road there. Um, that's interesting. You know, the, the two captains, the defender and the destiny yeah. captain, uh, you know, um, well, outside we had Braden and Rohan talking. Uh, Braden then was with uh, Beth, Ty, and Jed. Braden's really gotten in good with Beth. Yep. Much to the chagrin of some of the boys in her alliance, including Jed, Ty, and even Kiefer. They're not too happy that Braden has has uh, made himself more of a of a of a factor. I think that is more. More on Kiefer's end because Kiefer does see that his stock is dwindling due to Braden's stock rising. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, Candy gotta avoid it. Gotta avoid the sweets. And Braden is so sweet to the boys, and they just they're flocking to him. You're you're wondering where I was going with this. It's like candy. Candy. Um, yes. Um specifically Ty. Um he seems to be um snuggling up to the candy. Um but they still have not shown it yet. Yeah this is, this is not made the show. Why do you think it's not making the show? I I don't know. And we're gonna be talking about production later on in this episode. Right, and if you don't know what we're talking about, it's that uh, Braden and Ty have been known to be cuddle buddies, and there may be more to it. Yes, right. Well, I don't have at, all the facts, but at the same time, um, Ty has also been cuddle buddies with Victoria as well. Okay, well, I, hey, Ty is not discriminatory. He will cuddle with everybody and anybody. It seems. Yes, that's very... true. Um, including now that Beth has uh, her her cuddle stock has gone mostly to Jed. Uh, he's he's lonely. He's got to Ty's got to uh, uh, get out there. He's French. I know he lives in Quebec. I don't know if he's French, but um, you know he's he's got a kiss kiss, a hug hug, all those things. <laughs> I'm just spitballing. <laughs> um, but the, right, but it was in the scene that Beth was kind of like throwing out this idea, like Victoria might be my back door, and so so like. You know the, the the seeds of this are planted, we, but we also have um we we had Beth and Victoria talking more individually, and this Ghost Pepper Alliance. I can't remember if this was mentioned before. I feel like it was at some point, maybe, but it it felt like a bit of a of a thing that came out of nowhere because Beth's like, well, I actually am in an alliance with Victoria called the Ghost Peppers, but there are so many alliances, like you know, everybody's like the pre nineties, the pre nineties, um, and the, um, was it Real Spice? as well we're real spice man um, like um, or what was it the what was the um the tie in jetson one um, uh the undercover brothers undercover brothers yes as you can see tons of terrible terrible um alliance names so unless mm -hmm. it gets mentioned repeatedly like ghost peppers were then you know not really going to be so it's it's it it got a lot of mentions tonight. Um, oddballs. It was also we we heard about them again. The oddball, like Victoria. The oddballs are still going. You know, we're like, okay, Victoria, <laughs> whatever you say. She's happy. She named them. 
Yeah, she named them. Yep. Um, but Victoria was pushing for both members of TNT, uh, being uh, Tara was already there, and Tina to be the back door, which is kind of like the what everyone's going to say it's going to be for the whole episode. Um, and then she, she had this confessional, Victoria, who she says, who would have thought that I would be working with Beth? Not Beth. And she, she also reminded us uh, how good she is at the game. Uh, <laughs> I knew you got that clip. I, I didn't get that it. one, but uh, it's it's very much like her old cliff where she just says, I am so good at this game. <laughs> huh. She said basically the same thing again. Like, I am so good at this game uh, and the most modest, Victoria, as well. Um, we also, yeah, so just interesting there. Um, Victoria, Victoria. We got to talk more about Victoria, but we may, I think we might get a chance tomorrow in her uh, eulogy. I would, I would predict at this point, but we'll see. We'll see how the vote lands tomorrow uh, in the first part of the double eviction. Uh, but we also had a Beth and Jed showman's. We kind of talked about their relationship a bit at the top, but um, you know, they woke up in bed and I, I, they were very smitten. And you know, um, if you real. were anyone else, if you were anyone in the house, and you 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 know came through that door and you saw them like snuggling the way they are, wouldn't you be like, like we got to do something about this? Well, yeah, I, I I not just now. I would think it's been a long time coming. That, but it's but... like a constant reminder. It is a constant reminder. Yeah, um, like it just it just tells you that if it be, be it becomes between you and them, they're gonna choose them each other and not you. Right. No, absolutely. That they have a, they're very tight. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I would be, it would be high up on my list, but you have to be careful about who you say that to, right? Especially with Jetson, because he is, yeah. he hears anybody secondhand saying his name. He's going to get all like aggro about it. Um, but is there, is there, um, little romance winning you over? Do you think they're a good showmance on the, on, for just the show? Not really, because there's not enough drama. Like if there was drama and like between the two of them, they're like a stable relationship more or less on Big Brother, where yeah. it's like they're working together, they're able to hear each other and kind of relate to each other, um, and they're able to uh, perform at a higher level, high level. Yeah, they kiss in Whereas, the rain. <laughs> no, no rain kiss. Never heard anybody. Cutest man in the world. Cutest man in the world. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, oh, I, I did, but I, I had to. No, 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 you're right, but you, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. The, the ultimate thing is, you know that uh, they're pretty stable as a relationship. Uh, uh, it's it's kind of sweet, but at the same time, you're like, I'd rather more gameplay, sensical gameplay, mind you. Um, and this was an episode I wish I got more right more as opposed to we're doing you know we're showcasing that they're hooking up and we're you know showing extended scenes of the of the challenge and you know you want to you want a nice you know uh, uh, barbecue grill weber a weber barbecue grill you know but if you also win the game you also get like uh, the gift certificate. you also get the weber stuff it's, it's the weber stuff not the gift certificate right yeah, you win like a. Uh, is it like ten thousand? Hold on, we have it. As, I have it as a clip. We can figure out exactly what it is. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Big Brother Canada house guests are competing for a $100,000 cash prize. $10,000 worth of grills and grilling accessories, courtesy of Weber. $10,000 cash, powered by sunlight. And an unforgettable dream vacation for two from Expedia. Okay, so so it's it's the ten thousand dollars of Weber stuff plus another ten thousand dollars of cash on top of the hundred thousand. So it's actually a hundred and ten thousand dollars cash plus a trip. Yeah. So pretty nice prize. Um, I think if you added all that up, like it's because when you think about like the U.S. prize, which is like this two like five hundred thousand dollar prize, but you have to give like what half of that back in taxes in the states. Taxes for game show winnings is crazy. Yeah, but in Canada, you would get to take that all home. There wouldn't be any tax or penalty on that. So, like that almost feels like it's not quite the like the ha uh, halfway to that half million dollar prize in the states, but it's close. It's got some value to it for sure. Um, so hey, good on Canada. Um, That's the great thing of, about is a great thing about the the laws. It 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 kind of sets you up when people complain, Oh, it's only a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, you're taking all that home and the prize pool for when you win, I've always appreciated as opposed to the rampant um, product placement throughout the episode. Um, doing, yeah. yeah. Doing the, uh, having like the Weber, the trip, all these things are like, they're tax free. So you're getting, you're getting some awesome stuff. You're gonna end up getting ahead. Um, I, I tell people like the Canadian one um, prize pool is a lot better than the American one. Oh yeah, for sure. Any kind of sweepstakes or contests or anything like that, Canadian side. And one of the things we do well, like which I always thought was weird about the states. Like I, I get like if I win like a million dollars in the states and I have to pay taxes, okay. But it's wicked when you win like something like a car, and then they're like, "Well, you have to pay the taxes." <laughs> well, now I got to pay out of pocket to win this thing. The Oprah um, thing, the Oprah situation. Right, the Oprah situation. I like is that I you know we're not here to debate contest and prize law, but it seems like the Americans have it a little weird. Um, but uh, speaking of prizes, uh, we had the have not vote, and since we had peaked on Twitter to see how what those results are, this was no shocker that Rohan won this vote. As we had as we had reported the other night, Rohan had almost half the vote of the all the have nots. With um, who was the next in the group? Um, like trying to remember who the other how like tina and tara were way down and like in terms other, of like in terms of who was competing like, like who was ineligible i'm trying to remember who the, who the four have-nots were it's tina tara were, rohan tina, and uh, yeah tina tara and, rohan and um tina tara it, it was the other side of the house tina tara um and not victoria it's um brayden brayden Yes, it's Brayden, Brayden right? So th those are the only four. Brayden had the second most, most amount of votes, but Tina and Tara way down. No one wanted to make them not a half knot. Nope. So like they're like even if you added Brayden, Tina, and Tara together, it was less than Rohan. Rohan's become a very popular character on this show, uh, or at least with the Twitter audience. Um, but I also think that's because he's the only valid opposition to the trio. So right because the, the all the others are like well we're not against you you know but uh, also they're in like they have not shown any type of aptitude in winning competitions right, right? like there's it's nothing to cheer for control. yeah the only thing there, there mean, was was that, game, 
and also the gameplay is like, oh, we're gonna do nothing and have people come talk to us, and you know, um, balloons are gonna be sucked out of air or gonna just flop on the ground, flopping, flopping. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Braden has like the best thing that ever happened to him was Austin getting evicted because he has become this like player all of a sudden. At least yes. He's this week we've seen in both episodes this week he's been more way more active. He's been especially in Beth's year, but like I think that this whole Victoria going up on the block is largely can be attributed to Braden sort of be having a second wind here or even his first wind if he ever had one to begin with. Because um, the way he was like, we never got to see him much on the show when Austin was here. It was always Austin was always the mouthpiece. She was always the 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 front person for the duo when they were even active, which often they weren't. So um, that that was interesting. But also this whole have nothing with Rohan. He's like sitting there eating his meal, right? And uh, and 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 then Kiefer's sitting across from him, like just hating him. And I'm like, and so this like coming back to my earlier comment of like Kiefer's got like his 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 uh, rage at Rohan is a bit irrational. Yes, um, there was also it's not shown on the show, but like Kiefer and and Ro were playing chess, not saying a word, not talking game, nothing, and then Ro eventually beats him. Um, and beat them pretty handily. Um, they're like, okay, they, they leave. Kiefer goes to the boys. He's like, I hate this dude so much. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh. Like, he just has it in his head that, that he's his enemy and is just like locked in. If if everyone was like on the show was like a different mo a movie uh, villain, Kiefer would be Jaws because he just seems to like, He's obsessed with that boat. He's just circling yeah. around. Right, well, Ro right. Rohan is his white whale to his Moby yeah, Dick. It, his, Moby his Moby Dick, yes. Yeah. He just he seems obsessed with it. Like, I understand the importance of getting out Ro as an obstacle, but like, your arguments should at least be rational, right? Yeah. But they're not, and so this this makes me respect Rohan more as a player. It makes me not respect Kiefer as much as a player. I think Kiefer, Kiefer um, he what I think his mission in this game. I'm sure he'd like to win and everything, but he seems to be he wants to be one of the boys. He wants to be popular with these guys, and that seems to matter to him more. And 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 Rohan is like. I, I think it's like Rohan's like a nerd to him that he can pick on or something like, or make himself feel better about himself. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the row row show, baby. I'm not, I, I'm not with this Kiefer uh, business. Show. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I gotta play it now. It's look. It's the row show, baby. He did the woo after that too. Um, you can't help, but not cheer for row to do more, to stay in the game, to find his footing. Um, Kiefer has squandered a lot of the goodwill that happened earlier on the season, and I felt he's never really been able to get it back. Like, the only group that will have him, like, consistently make space for him is... Um, the trio. The, sorry? The trio? No, not even that. I mean, like, the trio is set, right? Uh, Rose not gonna hook up with him, even though you know, I don't know, maybe the like, maybe like Ro can you know team up with him to do something, do some work. 
but that's if they get mutually get over their issues more key for the thing more key for it doesn't yeah, say I've, I've seen nothing that indicates that, that that rohan is the one perpetuating this this feud between them um Ro seemingly but, doesn't care what what i get from it yeah he's sort of like okay man whatever like and and uh okay yeah. You know, you don't want to be friends or whatever, but you want to sit here and watch me eat, skip the dishes very well. Uh, you know, if that or we'll play chess in silence. Like, you know, I got I got to give Rohan credit for his patience uh, with this whole situation. You know, because I feel like Kiefer would love nothing but a, a confrontation. But now that Kyle's not here anymore, I don't think he's going to get it. Like that was more Kyle's move to come at Kiefer, rah, 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 yeah. right? You know, I don't think it's Rohan's move. Um, he's more of like the sidekick to whoever's going to do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, um, okay. So Beth, Beth, uh, yeah, they, there's just more of this. Beth was wary of putting up Keith, uh, uh, was wary of Kiefer. Did she say that tonight? That Beth was wary of Kiefer or that she's not as in with Kiefer anymore? Yeah. Should I imagine she, that? She didn't mention it. Yeah. That she didn't feel as close to him anymore. She feels even closer to Breda now. Good on Braden, man. Good job. He, he um, pulled a Joe Biden. He pulled a Joe Biden. Speaking of which, Beth picked Braden out uh, randomly in the in the when they picked the players for the veto. She picked Braden out, which I thought was interesting. Um, Roe picked Tina and Tara picked Tashawn. So um, Tina and Beth talk after this. Um, they were kind of like you know, and uh, Tina's like, "Well, if I win, I'm going to. I have to use it to take down Tara. You know that, right?" You know, Take just like so, I, I don't know. I don't know how well this was received by Beth. I couldn't qu quite tell, but um, but they get into the, they go pretty much straight into that POV, and uh, it's the backyard comp, the backyard barbecue sponsored by Weber. Vic was dressed as a big uh, kernel of corn. Did you not find this kind of corny? It was corny. She was popping, man. <laughs> she was popping. She was popping. There was a lot of there was a lot of corn puns coming out here tonight. Corny was very corny. I thought. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so this I this agree. whole this whole challenge was about you had to take like these foam props, which was like corn, pineapple, and sausages, or they called them weenies. Um, and it was like you had to like get them out to this thing, and then you had to like um, ring toss them, and eventually you had to flip them onto the barbecue in the order that they were to start with. Uh, with your big massive spatula, which well, it's not the order necessarily is you have to get all of them on and then arrange them. Yeah. And then arrange them. Right. Yeah. You didn't have to, they didn't have to land in order. They just had to be, they had to land onto the grill, and not bounce off, uh, which they figured out as they were going that the higher they went, the less bounce there was. Uh, that seems counterintuitive to me. Uh, yeah. You're I'm right. not a physicist, Jamil, but I this didn't. I was surprised uh, by this whole thing. But Rohan, we know Rohan wins this tonight. But to Again, Sean, three times, yeah, three in a row, and it's you know, hey, it's uh, now now we need it again. I play this Rose Show clip a lot, um, but I can never because we're so we we exult when he eventually does something worthwhile mentioning. I need to find a faster way of finding. It's the Rose Show, baby! I want to give a shout out to my parents for creating this absolute champion. Mm -hmm. uh, but Kiefer was like 
pissed at Tashawn because not only was Tashawn not second place, he was he was a distant third or maybe fourth in this. He was awful at this one. He was awful at this one. This is deceptively um, a harder challenge than it is, and it is a physical one because the flipping, because of how big it is and how heavy the items are and how high you have to put it so that it lands on the grill properly, a lot of force is involved, a lot more than initially, um, you know, conveyed, right? And because initially when you're watching it, you're hearing the thing, it's like, oh, that looks easy. You just kind of, you know, shoot in and it'll get on top of the grill. But it was a lot tougher. And you saw a lot of the women were challenged by this whole, um, you know, event. Uh, so. Um, well, only Tina, be... and Ter- Tina and Tara were the only women competing. Yes. But they both were struggling, especially the spatula part. Especially, well, I saw Tara was felt completely out of her element here. Okay, but to Sean, okay, like he, he's been considered this physical threat. He's won nothing. He's won less than Jensen, who's won pretty much nothing. Um, he's, he's he's won the same amount of view as you, as You're me. Not playing, but I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm not in there. Like I feel like I would have I would have won accidentally by now before Deshaun <laughs> has, and, and like and so what, and that's fine. I don't think you have to win competitions, but I feel like it's if you're playing if you're that archetype like a Tashawn or a Jetson who's like I'm the muscly big aggro dude. Nobody's gonna put dare put me up because I might put them up because I'm likely to win a competition more likely than you. Bullshit. It's complete nonsense. Like Tashawn is no more likely to win this than Braden or, or Rohan, clearly. Um, and he, despite the fact that he's a basketball player, despite the fact that he's would he presumably have higher cardio and stamina and would also be good at like lifting things up in the air and kind of judging things falling. I would like I think that's how basketball works, right? Like that you put <laughs> the ball, you throw it up in the air, and then it comes down, and goes in the hoop. Yes. It's not exactly yes. like landing a, a foam pineapple onto a grill, but it's it's not that far. There's off. like a, like a perception that you'll be able to translate what you are throwing into um, into a hole, whether it be um, a ten inch hole or uh, or a fifteen inch hole. Right. Yeah. It, it's just. It was just disappointing. Very disappointing. Well, Kiefer, no one was more disappointed than Kiefer because his arch nemesis, Rohan, wins this challenge. <laughs> it was like, I have to hear the Ro show again. Yeah, I have to see him woo again. He, he already won. He already took himself off slop, right? And uh, and the conversations that follow this about, they're like, we can never put we can never put Rohan up to give himself a chance to pull himself down. He's won three vetoes in a row. So if Ro, Rohan better win this next HOH, but he is, or he is looking seriously at a back door almost from... It could be from anybody, you know, maybe not Tina, I guess, or, or something like that. True. But he, but the, he's got a higher chance of getting back door next week than not uh, after this. Um, so we had up to the HOH. Beth is like, oh, my God, now I have a chance to do it. But am I too scared? I don't know. Um, Braden <laughs> comes up pretty soon after that. He says, don't tell Victoria we're doing this. Yes. Just, just lie. Lie the whole week. Don't give her a chance to talk herself out of it. Um, Jed shows up and he kind of he kind of joins in on this and he seems like he's he's kind of down or he's at least entertaining this at this point and uh, there's like but Victoria's gonna walk in any second yes. so just get ready and then she walks in she's like yeah yeah we're totally putting up Tina oh yeah um, and, and it makes no sense I don't know why she thought that was the case to put up Tina next it it seems kind of logical to put up Tina next to Tara. Like, you know, if you're Victoria, uh, you might, you would believe it, I would think. Right. 
yeah. but but maybe not. Like she's no, so good yes, at this it, game. She's like one of the best players in like the history of the the game. You know, she's got a crow. I am so good at this game. I'm so good at this game. Vic, you literally could go down as one of the greatest Big Brother players in history. You heard it right from the key, the Keith and Real man. He wouldn't tell you anything that's not Keith and it real. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> okay, then came my favorite scene of the episode tonight, which is where I pulled four clips from this, where uh, it was Brayden and Rohan talking outside with Victoria. This is before it's come, right? And they're like, she's like, you would tell me, right? He's like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what does he say? No, of course, girl. I'll definitely let you know if anyone is going to backdoor you this week. Backdooring is like heartless. Lies, lies, lies. And, uh, we're trying to make some good television. So much. Okay. I was loving Brayden throughout this entire thing. I love when people are able to like convince people of this kind of stuff. Like he, they, they were effect. I don't know how much Rohan was in on this or not. I, I guess, you know, I, I, I think Brayden's telling them things. So I guess he kind of knew this might be coming. Like but... practically the entire house knew about it minus Victoria. So when Beth was having second thoughts, about it there was a, a point of no return because it was like if we turn around and say no, we're not going to do it the house is going to be pissed off because they're expecting a certain situation to occur and now they have to change their strategy um, since they're kind of aware of this plan because obviously everyone's having conversations with victoria prior to this ceremony so they're saying stuff and, and it will make them look stupid when it it's revealed that everyone knew. Well, yeah, and I know right. that news is going to come. Yeah, and also knowing that, okay, let's say you you don't you you uh, backpedal and you abort this plan if you're Beth, right? Um, that I if I was like in the house and I would say, well, like, okay, great, you didn't go after Victoria. This information is eventually going to come out. Victoria's got to find out that she was uh, a, a backdoor consideration and who was in on it. Everybody, and she might choose to direct that anger at me. She might choose to direct that at any player, not necessarily just Beth or Jed or Ty, right? Probably, actually, she's more likely to direct it at somebody who doesn't deserve it, like Rohan. So it's 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 um it's you you're right that the house was kind of like probably locked in at some point. Good on them for being able to uh to to do it, and I think that Jed and Ty and them they also have to think about the end game, like what's going to get them votes in the end. Right. And, you know, taking out um, Tara here, getting Tara out of the house, like versus what getting out Victoria at this stage, maybe the best move. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Jed was talking to Ty in the tub up in the HOH room. Uh, what I, I Ty was wearing some pants, right? When he was in the tub. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I assume so. I assume yeah. so. We have to assume. Okay, just checking. I, there wasn't a lot of bubble bath on top, but it would have been better if it was. Um, I just thought that was this was a weird for these two to have this conversation. But I did like this conversation where they're like, "Yeah, you remember when Victoria did us dirty, and they got she what she did to LT, to yep. Latoya." And I was like, "Yeah, this is what I've been telling you guys all along. This is what Beth's been trying to kind of tell you all along, but you guys have forgotten about it because it was all the way back in week two. Um, we're only in week six here, but." Uh, they're, they're starting to come around to kind of this plan and talking themselves into it um, and realizing that, you know, it's not the worst plan in the world. Um, and it, we also it, had it, look, yeah. it takes a major player off the, the field. And for these people that have not won HOH, 
that increases your odds of winning HOH. So why not? You're right. It's but yeah. Now that they know that they can't get Rohan out this week, they're just like, okay, we can't get Rohan out, which is definitely our our, our objective here. So what's the next best thing? Is it getting Brayden out? Probably not. Uh, is it getting Tina out? Mm. Do you want to tie your HOH to that? And it's definitely not Tara. No. So it's it's it, it's. I just think that um, all these things are weighing on them. Plus, it's Beth ultimately has control here, right? So they they kind of, they're, they're they're warming up to it. Tara was talking with Victoria uh, in the room, and you know, and then Tina came in. There's you know, the, to your point that that kind of the whole house knew about this on some yeah. level or knew this was, could happen, and no one told her. Uh, and they're just like, oh, she's going to be blindsided by this. Uh, and we should talk about the Victoria reaction as well, but uh, to the final ceremony. Uh, they, yeah, and then we had Ty and Vic in the HOH where he was like, oh, yeah, it's totally Tina, Vic. Totally Tina. <laughs> I, don't, right. I know it's contradictory for us to say that, oh, everyone knew that Victoria was going to go up. And then you have a scene like this where it's like, oh, they're saying, oh, it's got to be Tina. Um, understand that even though... Um, you're presented with one piece of information on um, on the television screen um, when you're watching it. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're they're not kind of manufacturing um, a scenario to present us. And some things are included, and other things are taken away. So to all those people who are like, uh, but Jamil said everyone knew, um, like stuff like this happens. It does for sure. Um, I just I, I I loved it when like Jed and Ty like after Victoria leaves, they're like, "Man, this is dark. What we're doing?" <laughs> like that because I think they're used to coming at people more like direct and like this yeah. whole like the blind side, which I love a good blind side. This was what made this episode good tonight. But it's like they don't really have the stomach for it. It's almost like they it's the, what you see more commonly in a lot of these reality shows now. It's more the key what Kiefer is doing with Rohan, where I have to like build up my adversary in this case rohan for Kiefer, to this point where he's like a villain like the worst per possible person and i'm going to tell him as much so that when i come for him or when i vote against him i'm going to be able to feel better about myself you know it's kind of what really it i my analysis of it is you know like I, i've seen it over i even like you looked at a player like derek levasseur right when he like when he was mad when donnie was in his way and donnie was an obstacle for him he got vicious at times like he would be around the, the room saying ah, donnie's the worst person in the world you know and so i think this can almost happen to any player uh if you allow yeah. it to right you can you it's, it's not too hard to get into this kind of way of thinking but um they were just like they kept uh you know she's like she'll never go against the ghost peppers you don't really know that and um and she'll never do me dirty. This "do me dirty" is is a very common phrase in this house. It's almost as uh, as useful as uh, "sus." That's a little sus. A little or, sus, <laughs> or things of that nature. It's 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 one of the key buzzwords. Uh, yep. And then Vic Vic with uh, talking to Beth and Brayden outside. You know, this is where Beth was starting to have second thoughts after this conversation. <laughs> but I was like, Vic, you're so like obby about this whole thing. You know, you're just so, oh, I'm totally got you, girl, and I love you. And da, da, da. like, she must, like, to your point, she must have known. She must have had some kind of uncertainty, or she was spooked on some level, right? Bananas, bananas. She was bananas. Bananas. 
like or was it spaghetti like you know uh, oh it's bananas in this case bananas <laughs> is the code word oh, okay it's the, it, the bananas was the code word yes this whole place is bananas yep. this whole place is spaghetti oh spaghetti sorry okay all right and then we actually got the ceremony itself um where uh you know beth i didn't i didn't record this the speech but it was lies manipulation backstabbing um you know Lies, lies, lies. It's about to get spicy, and she throws up a spicy V. Um, and she was just like, oh, What? This pitch sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Right. Okay. So that's where we end the episode. Um, I loved it. I love I love this result. I love this this week. Beth, this was my one of my favorite weeks so far, and I wasn't thinking that was going to be the case. I was disappointed um, just because I wanted more fireworks at that veto ceremony, and she kind of just took it and um, uh, because of it because of bananas. And um, be what do you yeah. mean because of bananas? Explain what do you mean. So bananas is code word for production, right? So she literally said, literally to i think she was talking to jed and ty maybe um and she was mentioning how um uh production told her like some leading questions and um uh like and that's how she knew she was able to piece together that she was going up like why are they asking me about um why victoria um sorry yeah why is beth treating me the way that she's treating me or like okay and, that, and, and oh i see what you're saying okay so, so so that's why her her reaction and kind of acceptance of it was kind of muted and not like oh my gosh this is the perfect time for me to call out beth i've been looking to to do a call out battle to someone now i have you know their attention um but like no they um so they, screw you bananas what yeah. are you doing? I mean, production. I don't need to use a code word. Like, I, 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 I hate when uh, the whole point is that they're supposed to be locked in a house. They're not supposed to know what's going on, and they're not supposed to see the stuff coming. And I'm sure production doesn't want her to know. But on the other hand, they want to make sure they have like testimonials. They have segments. They have things that they can edit in to sort of tell the story they want to tell. Yes. Big mistake. Big Brother Canada production. Never let somebody who's the target of a blindside. No, they're the target of a blindside. You don't even give it any kind of hint because um, it's just, it, it, ruin, it doesn't make the good television that we need, you know? We're trying to make it. You're absolutely We're trying to make some good television. You didn't help him make it there. Like, okay, but just on face value, this reaction for Victoria, I was disappointed in it um, because I want not just fireworks, but I want her to sort of be. I don't know, like fired up or willing to do something or I don't know, like uh, turn on that side, you know, uh, flip this vote around. Now, Tara also leaves here saying she, she said at the top of the hour, she didn't want Spicy V to be the, the replacement because she didn't want to have to campaign against her because she'll it will be a smear campaign. She'll smear me. <laughs> I was like, what? Yep. Is that what your concern is? She'll do everything and anything that she can do to secure the victory. And what will you do, Tara? Nothing. She'll complain. She'll complain to Tina. She'll be like, Beth did not wrap up that onion 
in the fridge again. She did. It was either her or her children. It was either her or her children. She can't tell. Uh, she's she better just make some damn muffins. I should make some damn muffins. That's all. That's her campaigning. Uh, You're hitting it with the the clips today. You're I, I, it. I, I'm I'm fired up, man. Um, but that was I, that was it. I was like, really, no confrontation. No well, she said she respects it. She was like, I respect these kinds of moves. This is great. I'm the best player in the game, so of course you would put me up. Like, I just no. This is where I want. I would wish that Victoria could have been wearing a mood ring, so I could really know what she was thinking and feeling here, because I don't think it was what she was telling me in this in this diary room session. I'm just no, no. Yeah, it was. Um, it's too bad, but maybe we'll get more. To, I, I'm I'm hoping we'll get more uh, tomorrow. You know, stay real because things are about to get spicy. Right, things are about to get spicy. Put some seasoning on that steak for tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. But let's. There's nothing to do but to speculate about what's coming forward from here. Yeah. So tomorrow's the double eviction. So um, we can get into spoilers and maybe oh, what we kind of know about this vote. Um, but I also kind of want to talk about what is maybe the second part of this double eviction and like uh, all the different possibilities. We know Beth can't be the HOH, but the others are all eligible. Who is it going to be? Who's the least likely? Who's the most likely? What are the different possibilities? I want to kind of try to speculate all that quickly, but um, if you're going to leave us here, just because we're going to be talking about maybe what tomorrow night might be, uh, make sure to check out all of our other content, uh, whether that be on Live Long and Podcast, where we talk about Star Trek three times a week, Tuesdays, Deep Space Nine, Wednesday's original series, uh, on uh, on Thursday, sorry, on Saturday, we're going to be doing Star Trek Radio Theater, uh, our next installment. We actually have J Jamil. You're in for this one. You're playing uh, Dr. Julian Bashir. Yes. Uh, as we're be doing our man Bashir. A laugh. What a laugh. <laughs> and, and Jeff, my brother Jeff, will be playing Garrick. So check that out on Saturday night, April 10th at 9 p.m. over on Live Long and Podcast, whether that's uh, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, check all that, all that out. And then also... Uh, we do trivial debates on a monthly show where we argue about movies, TV, sports, and more. The next episode, hosted by my son, Eamon, and we're going to have uh, the whole Wednesday panel coming in. Jody Simpson. we got to have uh, my dad, Ted, and we're going to have Adam Woodward for this next one. So that's exciting. So check that out at the end of April. And uh, here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, we've, we've covered other shows like Big Brother and uh, Survivor. This is Big Brother we're talking about, but Survivor and Marvel and Westworld and more to come. So check out all those things. But with no further ado, let's just talk about tomorrow night a little bit and throw up the the the, the, the warning and let's get Ruafu. Ah! Oh, the great F. Murray Abramson. Okay, yeah. so I don't know why I need to even warn about spoilers here, but okay, like, is it Victoria? Is Victoria going? It, it keeps looking at it. She is playing really hard and doing a great job in terms of um, putting forth scenarios and examples as to why she, uh, she can stay. And people are like, you know, she's she's she is, you know, right. But at the same time, this is Victoria we're talking about. So there's been a lot of heat that's been going Keith's way. And we can kind of see like the beginning of that, that narrative being presented on the show. Right. The Sunsetters also feel that Kiefer is kind of sketch because he keeps going back and forth. Right. And from Kiefer's Kiefer's perspective. He is, you know, trying to keep the Sunsetters together, 
being that like link between Lin, uh, Linda, Tina, right, and the rest of the trio, right, and kind of working to kind of keep all that together. But at the same time, if uh, Tina goes and talks directly with the trio, she can smooth things over a lot better than Kiefer doing it for her, right? True. So yeah. she's looked after her own relationship, more or less, but Kiefer's still doing what he's doing. And, like, once again, there's a separation between um, Kiefer's doing for other people and Tina just went straight to the source and solved her problem. So Kiefer's the one who's looking, who's moving around, looking like he's moving around. He looks like the flip-flopper, even though he's actually trying to keep his alliance together, basically. Ex exactly, exactly. Especially so, now that he might feel like, okay, I'm losing Victoria. Like, that was an ally for, him, for me. That was a piece yeah. for me. And now the, I'm losing. The Sunsetters were seriously thinking about um, will Kiefer vote to keep Kiefer. Victoria? Um, or will he Victoria, he'll go with the flow? Victoria is communicating with people uh, just in case Kiefer doesn't vote for her. Vote to keep. But her. what do you what do you think Kiefer will do? Do you think he, like he he'll just go with whatever like the trio yes. wants? Yes. And the trio obviously want her out because they're taking the shot. They don't want this not to land. Uh, they could uh, like you know get like an empty uniform and put some shoulder pads and. Right, because okay, like <laughs> Tina's voting. Tina's gonna vote to keep Tara. Okay, yeah. And okay, once let's again, um, you have um, Jed and Ty who can vote, so that's three, right? And then if the other side votes, right? So it's Roe, Braden, and, um, uh, and, and and Tina. This is three three tied, and then um, breath breaks the tie. Bre breath breaks the tie. So. At the very least, Victoria could snaggle, um, uh, you know, a, a a vote that goes to Beth to do the final vote. Yeah, but like it would it would have to it would have to be uh, uh, the ultimate Cinderella story here for Victoria to 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 survive tomorrow's vote, in my opinion. Well, th that's why she's she's been working on Keith and. Um, um, to get him to come over because that would be the fourth vote. She would, the motion would pass and then she would be safe. Wait, right? okay. She gets Kiefer, but who are the other votes to keep her? To for Victoria? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kiefer. Right. So she, uh, she has the two sunsetters, right? Two Does sunsetters, she? Kiefer. Victoria? Yeah. Why do you, boys, you think you think that you think that Ty and Jed will vote to keep her? The boys, you know, they that's why they've been pressuring Beth all this time because they want Victoria to stay. They do. They do. But you've already put her up. Like it's too late for that. Like it's too late to flip this, I think. The okay. Everyone sees it, everyone talks about it. The problem with the Sunsetters is not that they don't have power, it's that they have to look at every single scenario. And talk it over, right? And like they overthink things. Oh, ridiculous! Ridiculous! It's it's insane. They they overthink things way too much. Yeah, I think once you make this move, especially with the blindside nature of it, um, you got to vote her out. Are you out of your like? You would have, like uh, like it's not like there's a, a juicy target next to her that is just as good to get out. It's Tara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like she's going she to make some muffins and she's going to be passive aggressive about cleaning. Is this what yes. your big worry is? Like, this is who you need to be juror number one. I just, it just makes, um, it just makes, uh, uh, 
it makes Beth's HOH just seem like nothing. If they keep if they keep Victoria, it is nothing. Yes, if they so, eliminate Tara, it'd be like, wait, you wasted the HOH on that. They know that though. Like, okay, like hey. they know that, but like it's the difference between knowing and actually voting um in that particular way. Right. Like pow power to uh Victoria if she can somehow save herself through uh some kind of an amazing campaign here. But um if I were Beth, I'd be like, no friggin' way. No friggin' way you're keeping her now after I did this. Like, you know, yeah. um, and she, if she wanted to turn up that heat on Jetson, I think the whole thing blows up. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Oh, um, I failed to mention. Another reason why people have been feeling sketch about Kiefer is Victoria hearing some of the things that people have been saying about her says she wants to call a house meeting. And Kiefer's been like, no, we don't need to do that. Kiefer's been extra um, hyper aware negatively in, in terms of, of having a house meeting. Um, he says he doesn't want all his information being spread out and everything like that. Um, and one of the glimpses that people saw of the um of the the meeting was like Victoria shouting to Roe, Braden, and Tara. So um I don't know. We'll see how that uh, that goes all together. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. probably have more information about it overall um tomorrow, but you have a team meeting, you have all these this information being leaked. All right, all this information being spilled, and you know they're checking the val validity of them. Um, Kiefer hasn't done any favors, but he, once again, he's on the block, and Victoria's gameplay speaks for itself, which is she did a lot, but this—I don't know—I don't think she's long for it. She's, she's done a lot. I hope this tells you how important it is to keep my name out of your mouth. I'm calling this house meeting, Kiefer, and no one can say my name. What are they saying about me? Yes. Right. And, and like, the guys didn't appreciate um, Kiefer not wanting to do a house meeting. With Jed and Ty didn't? They didn't appreciate it. That they don't want a house meeting. That, that he does Kiefer, want because it looks like he's a little sus. Meaning what? Like he doesn't want his like information to get out? Yes. Well, is, is why is he not allowed to not want that? Um, because that does not inspire trust within the trio. You mean it doesn't benefit them? Exactly. Right. Okay. Like, just so we're clear, like, yeah. you know, like, is, like if, if it benefits them, they like this or that or that behavior. And if it doesn't, they don't like it. Correct. And they, they label it with these words like sus or like sketch or whatever the hell it's supposed to mean. But like, it, it really means that like you're... Your your goals don't align with mine, and therefore yeah. I'm going to I'm going to direct negative feelings towards you, in order again to make myself feel better about what I'm doing and how I'm behaving. Um, okay, so let's say Victoria does go, for instance, just hypothetically, like she might fuck pull this off and power to her if she does. But let's say okay, like all these other possibilities to win HOH in this double eviction. What's sort of your best case scenario and what's your worst case scenario? Like, um, best case scenario, Row wins. Um, uh, worst case scenario, um, uh, 
Braden wins. That's oh, a worst case scenario. I, I'm I'm trying to think of what worst case scenario is. Like, I guess Jetson maybe. I think it's Jetson. Yeah, worst case scenario. It's I think Jetson. So bland. Or, no, actually, no. My worst case scenario is Kiefer. Really? No, I do not want him to. I do. I do not want this man to have power again. To see if he's going to take a shot at the boys. He wouldn't. He's going to go after Rohan. Like he'll he'll put up Rohan twice. He'll put. <laughs> he'll be like my nominees are Rohan and Rohan. <laughs> put up Rohan twice. I love yeah, that. he he like and they're like Rohan takes himself down. I pick Rohan as the replacement nominee. That's all he'll be able to do. <laughs> he's like, dude, I won the veto. I veto your veto. Get on the yeah. Board. I veto. I veto. I won the 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 the, the super veto. Sorry uh i'm keeping it real uh you know it's i just think you know that i think so Kiefer is my worst worst case scenario i do not i don't they, every time he, he's such like an egotistical maniac when he has power you know the way he plays i don't enjoy watching this guy uh and so he's uh i i he's my worst case i hope he goes in this double um you know and if it's not Kiefer, that's that's my best case scenario. Kiefer doesn't uh, win; it's Rohan who wins, and he gets Kiefer out. Um, but if not that, you know, like if it's if it's Ty or Jed, I think we'll see some combination of probably like Tina, Tara, or uh, Braden go up. Maybe Rohan too, because yeah. they'll you know. But I don't think they'll want to take a direct shot at at, 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 at Rohan uh, just because he's pulled himself off the block three times. Um, but what if it's like a Tina win or a Tara win? You know? Or a Braden win. If it's Tina and Tara, they're going after the boys. Okay, and if Braden wins? It might be Roe and um Tara. How he, no, he can't put up Roe. He rose his his bromance, his his Rohan bromance. I just don't feel like he's gonna put up the guys. Or he's gonna put up one of the guys. Well, well, put up Kiefer. Uh, Why can't well, Braden can put up Kiefer? What's what, what's it, what's the or could, any, he could. Um, and the other one he could put up is probably. Well, that's that that that's where it starts getting complicated for Braden. Who does he yeah. who does he put who does he put up next to Kiefer? Um, if you watch him gone for sure, you can put up Beth. Yeah, but she he would lose a lot of. Uh, Collateral potentially with Beth and the rest of them. Well, remember um, his his collaterals with the dudes. He he does not see long term with Beth. Even okay, because I got a completely different impression from the from the episode. Uh, the, the, what I saw there was that Beth and Braden were tight, and Braden wasn't as close with the boys. Um, but but it's, it sounds like you're saying it's actually not that not the case. It's actually the boys that have Braden under them. Who's thumb. snuggling Maybe, with who? Is the question right. I say so. Right, or they become a a, a a new foursome, and and Kiefer is yeah, out. More right, right. And, like, and how you saw it during the episode, they're going in for a high five. Like, yeah, those used to be, Kiefer be Kiefer's like, high fives. I'm like, what's going on? What was the stranger, <laughs> like, our household eating at our table? Right, that's what we were seeing there. Like, who wants to use a double eviction to get Tara out? <laughs> <laughs> Tara, you're too big of a threat. We got. No, we, we we can't give you a week to campaign, Tara. <laughs> you know, like nobody's gonna want to take a shot, or a Tina for that matter. I can't imagine that they're gonna want to take a shot at either of them in this double. You know, so it's if it if it, 
I think if it's if it's the boys or Kiefer, like it's definitely Rohan is the primary target. Or vice versa. If Roe wins, then I think they'd go up. Or some combination. Or Kiefer and Jensen, maybe. Yeah, um, or Kiefer and Ty? Uh, I... That's a possibility. It would guarantee that Kiefer goes home. Right. Because Jet, I, I think that that's the I think that's who you put up next to Kiefer if you're Rohan or if you're let's say could Braden put up Jetson and Kiefer and and like and uh get away with it? Possibly. Because I feel like if okay, like but if let's say you put up Tina or Tara next to a big target, you know, like will can, are are people gonna be too, too tempted to get out the big target? Well, the big targets are gonna be either Roe, um you know, Ty or Jetson or Kiefer. Uh, is he considered a big? Well, he's won an HOH. He's held a fair amount of power, right? Like he's, he's, um, I feel like I just, when he got Austin out, that was like not that long ago. True. I just, I just, okay. Okay. Let's concede and say that you're right. Okay. What's the next step? I'm right about what I write uh, that, uh, that you're you're saying that okay, Kiefer is a big target. Okay, yeah. What is the next step? Do you think that if Kiefer is there with someone else, like with the uh, Tina Terra, who's going home? You think? Yeah. Let, let, let's say it was let's say it was Tina hypothetically. Let's say it's Tina and Kiefer up. What would would the house really vote to keep Kiefer over Tina? Uh, for if it was Tina, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Okay, let's say it's Kiefer and Tara. Oh, Tara's gone. <laughs> Tara's gone. <laughs> so gone. They so can't gone. stand her. They cannot stand Only her. Only Tina likes her. Um, I think, I, I, look, everything's amplified because you're you're just seeing the same faces and it's not your choice for the situation. So, like, the annoying stuff in the comments that she makes are an issue. Does like are we going to experience that same type of situation, um, you know, on the, on the on the block, maybe like is is it going to be like high tension? I like we don't know, but like I just feel that Tara is the is the ultimate like you would have to think twice not to eliminate her. It's only if like Jed and and uh, Ty, if they're on the block against Terra, that people are gonna be like, but they're a really big threat. But Terra's really annoying, though. Yeah, right? we can be Terra free. <laughs> it's like we could like if it happened once, we could put them up a, on the block again. It's it, that type of mentality, just because like she's such a polarizing character, which which is weird that in a, a season with such you wouldn't think from the get-go that there would be such a harsh reaction to uh julie and josh and now tara yeah i don't like i don't think these are any like objectionable people like not not, not that strongly I, I think it's just amplified because yeah you're you're in a high tension situation that's it yeah fair enough and like they're just getting on each other's nerves at this point um you know, like I think with with like, does anyone think that Tara can beat them in the end? No, 
then why vote her out? Like just because she she nags you about your laundry and your onion wrapping. I think, I think for the sunsetters is because of like we've made this loyalty decision and the guys feel that they can make a valid argument against the people they do pick as opposed to no need to worry about it with Tara. Um, Kiefer, I think, w- would feel that uh, if he were to do certain things that people might pick Tara. Like, who knows? Tara could turn it around. We don't know. There could be a wall comp and she gets power and she she handles her HOH very well and uh, people respect her off of that and she gets rid of some good threats and, you know, she joins, you know, what about what about between Tina and Tara? Who is more likely to win the game? Right Tina. Tina, Tina, right? So the game people respect her and people like her, yep. regardless of if they're against her. People still have a uh, like; they speak highly of her, right? And so then my mind goes, okay, but if Tara wins this HOH and if Tara got out Jetson or something like that, can you imagine? Like, would her stock? Would people? The threat level perception, um, that the whole thing could change around, right? Yeah, it could. Especially if it's like, let's say, like the first two members of jury are Victoria and Jetson, or something like that. Um, could like Do, uh, Tara? I didn't see her coming. Does the question is in in that instance that you're you're talking about? Do Ty and uh, Beth still remain as loyal as they are? Uh, what's to each a, other, I, I mean? To each other. If time Jet, Beth, and Victor, yeah. To, Maybe sorry. not. Yeah, time Beth. Time right, because if you if you take Jetson out of the equation now, right at this point, where Be- now Beth and Jetson have become more of a, a true showmance, they're less of a of a weird triangle than they used to be, at least in terms of romance. And then you know, if Ty's in this game with Brayden, right, yeah. and and will Beth and Ty stay loyal? It's hard to imagine. It is. It is. I don't know. I maybe. maybe. So that and that's why this is this has been a fun season. I think that they like all of these players and the way that this board can go tomorrow. There are so many possibilities. Um, that's a good thing. I think we should all be uh, pleased with that. Appreciate um, everything that's happened so far. I just uh, let's make sure the bananas don't get too involved at this point. Yes. No more bananas. No more. Uh, depending on who gets voted out tomorrow, either you or I will be sad, Jamil, because I think it's uh, more likely me. <laughs> yeah, because I have Tara in the draft and you have Victoria. Yes, uh, and she's my last character. Yeah, yeah, she's your last person because you've uh, you lost uh, previously, <laughs> Julie. Julie, Julie, the first to Vic D. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that was that feels like a long time ago now. So yeah, uh, it's it could be Sayonara for you for you tomorrow. I could lose my first member if I lose Tara tomorrow. Hopefully not um i'm kind of pulling for you not to win (laughs) i've never won this thing i've never won the draft so anyway uh we're gonna pull out down the spoiler warning and we're gonna put up the date and we're going to close out for tonight as we're coming up at the hour and 10 minute uh jamil it's been a pleasure talking about this episode tonight with you and uh and all we did a very interesting episode (laughs) yes it's been a very interesting episode yes uh happy early birthday to my mother uh will be her birthday tomorrow mama uh, meter thank mama you meter. the big six oh tomorrow Ooh. but we can't celebrate because ontario's in a lockdown so countdown uh, to lockdown we're countdown. in our own individual big brother houses yes <laughs> my dad my mom's just been there with my dad for a year just in this <laughs> house can't vote him out 
Uh, who's gonna uh, do the tiebreaker there's no tiebreaker that's there's no tiebreaker it's yep. the or it'd just be yeah they don't even have a dog to do that anymore so it's uh but anyway uh we'll be back tomorrow to cover this eviction uh, this double eviction we hope you'll join us for it make sure to like subscribe and comment and all those things because we love it and uh and uh until then oh i i i flagged the the, the quote all right ready here we go. Let's sign off and we'll see you uh, tomorrow night. And until then. And remember, someone is. Oh, thank you.